So, why do we feel bad when our beliefs don't match our actions? Blame cognitive dissonance. Why do we feel bad when our beliefs don't match our actions? Blame cognitive dissonance. You're listening to Technical News Reading, presented by Hakim Alibokis Alexander, here on Call-In, social podcasting app, presented for World Reading Club in association with Equilibrium. This edition's reading focus comes to us from NeuroscienceNews.com and is titled, Why Do We Feel Bad When Our Beliefs Don't Match Our Actions? Blame Cognitive Dissonance. And uh, this on NeuroscienceNews.com was published under the categories of Featured Neuroscience and Psychology on November 12th, 2022. That's today. Summary. Researchers explore the phenomena of cognitive dissonance and explore ways in which individuals can reduce feelings of cognitive dissonance. Source, the conversation. Have you ever been out and about, perhaps tackling the Christmas shopping list and felt a bit thirsty? You buy a drink, say, one that comes in a plastic bottle and quench your thirst, only to find there's no recycling nearby. What do you do? You could hang on to the empty bottle or throw it in with the general rubbish. If you are particularly passionate about recycling, the latter option may feel quite distressing. However, you might peek into the rubbish bin and notice plenty of others have thrown their recyclables in. So you throw your bottle in there too. After all, it's not your fault there isn't a recycling bin around. Suddenly, you feel much better. If this scenario seems familiar, you have experienced and resolved cognitive dissonance, one of the most intriguing phenomena discovered in social psychology, a famous experiment with menial tasks. That's coming up next. What I'm going to do now here is uh, grab a link when I earlier on the wisdom app let's see there's been so many today did i do this one i did a lot of reading cognitive dissonance oh yes there we go i i labeled it a little bit differently because there are a text constraints that I had to overcome or work around, work with actually. Um, text that I had to. All right, that's great. And you know, I'm also going to do, I'm going to <clears throat> optimize the, um, the locating of my um, recent promotion of call-in on HakeemAlexander.com. That's Marketing Message Management, Triple M, H-A-K, Hakeem Alexander Communications. And it was this talk here that was called Uniting Social Podcasting, Social Audio and Social Podcasting. And 
So it's an optimization. That's what this really is here. Putting that link. And there we go. That's perfect. Making sure to come back. And we're live in the room here. All right. So neuroscience news continues. Neuroscience news continues as soon as I find my reading. Where's that page? Is this it here? Yes, it is. All right. A famous experiment with menial tasks. After some hypothesizing, U.S. psychologists Leon Festinger and James Carl Smith first demonstrated cognitive dissonance in the 1950s in a now famous social psychological experiment. <clears throat> in the first half, patients had to perform long menial tasks such as turning a tray full of wooden pegs a quarter turn each again and again for an hour. These tasks were deliberately not enjoyable. There's a uh, video here, um, says 1954 Festinger and Carl Smith, uh, and the credit says Ang Angie or Angie English. I think it might be Angie, A-N-G-I, English. Neuroscience News continues. Festinger and Carl Smith then offered some participants either $1 or $20 to Spruik, the study they had just participated in for the next participant who was secretly in on the true experiment. All participants, including those who, okay, were asked, hold on, I got to go back to this word Spruik because I had no idea what it was when I first read this article earlier. And to Spruik means to... Uh, speak at length about something and really get into detail about. So they paid somebody, they paid people a dollar to twenty dollars to screw it. Uh, this uh, experience. So all participants, including those, go. Neuroscience news continues. Here we go. Neuroscience news continues. All participants, including those who were not asked to Spruik the study at all, that is, the control group, then went on to complete a presumably unrelated survey on their experience. Understandably, participants in the control group rated the study as not that enjoyable. Those paid $20 rated it much the same. However, participants paid $1 rated the study as much more enjoyable than those in either of the groups. As it turns out, being paid a mere dollar to tell the next person in line that the boring, lengthy task you just sat through was actually quite fun and interesting, this is something called counter-attitudinal behavior, induced such psychological discomfort, cognitive dissonance, that participants changed how they viewed the tedious task. The Physical Response to Dissonance Festinger and Carl Smith's experimental approach is known as the induced compliance paradigm and has become one of several ways in which social psychologists can study cognitive dissonance. Subsequent research has consistently found that inducing cognitive dissonance, for example, by having to write an essay arguing in favor of a belief you don't hold, increases subjective feelings of discomfort and heightens arousal 
as measured by the electrical activity of your sweaty palms. Recent research using more advanced measurement techniques has shown dissonance relates to activity in muscles that affect facial expressions. Its resolution has been found to stimulate activity in specific brain regions. Luckily, in most cases, the feelings associated with cognitive dissonance are fairly short-lived, as we find a way to reduce or eliminate the dissonance similar to how we are motivated to find food when we are really hungry. How can I reduce cognitive dissonance? There are two main ways to reduce cognitive dissonance. These have varying chances of success and are highly dependent on the importance of a behavior or belief that you have. Changing your beliefs. Good. That's number one. Hold on. We're going to look at this, this image here. There's a very colorful image, which is the one that I'm using here on calling as the cover for the... Uh... Oh, you know what? Let's see. Did I... Oh, yeah, I, I put the I put the link to the article in the very beginning of the description here, but I didn't put it in the links, in the link bar, as I call it. So I'm going to put that in the link bar now. <clears throat> so that's there. So the Neuroscience News Direct article there. And it shows up, as I thought, the featured image. That's what I wanted to see is that featured image. It's very colorful. And the featured image... Uh, on neurosciencenews.com attached to the article here uh, has a caption of course these captions are often from passages we had read before and it's a good review and here it goes the caption reads Festinger and Carl Smith's experimental approach is known as the induced compliance paradigm and has become one of several ways in which social psychologists can study cognitive dissonance the images in the public domain. And so now we're going to talk about this uh, question. We're going to address the question, how can I reduce cognitive dissonance? There are two main ways to reduce cognitive dissonance. These have varying chances of success and are highly dependent on the importance of a behavior or belief that you have changing your beliefs. Perhaps the simplest way is to actually change how we think. For example, you form a New Year's resolution to run three times a week to improve your health, but quickly lapse to once a week. You could resolve the dissonance by viewing running once a week as still having some benefit. Good news. It does. Changing your behavior. Perhaps the most difficult way to reduce cognitive dissonance is to change our behavior to fit our attitudes. You might decide that it will take you a while to build up to running three times a week. Make a plan and seek feedback on your progress. You've been listening to Technical News Reading, presented by Hakeem Alibokis Alexander, here on Call-In social podcasting app presented for World Reading Club in association with Equilibrium.
Neuroscience News continues. Dissonance as a force for good. Because cognitive dissonance is a powerful motivator, it has been explored as a potential force for good, especially in the context of health behaviors. One of the more effective methods in this space is known as hypocrisy induction. Much like the term suggests, we ask people to make a statement about the value of a behavior and then reflect on their own failures to engage in that behavior to induce cognitive dissonance. For instance, a smoker might be asked to deliver a speech on the importance of quitting smoking, then complete a questionnaire on their smoking behavior. However, some smokers appear particularly skilled at reducing cognitive dissonance in a variety of ways, as we found when looking at how smokers responded to the introduction of plain packaging legislation. There's a video here, and it looks like it's from, the credit says, ABC News Australia. Neuroscience News continues. For most of us, what helps the most is knowing that cognitive dissonance is an everyday human experience and likely to pass. If we are not too hard on ourselves and open to evaluating our behavior in a much broader context, we shouldn't feel too much discomfort. However, you might think about taking a reusable drink bottle to the shops this holiday season just in case. About this psychology research news. Author Kim M. Caudwell, source, The Conversation. Contact Kim M. Caudwell, The Conversation. As I mentioned before, the image is in the public domain. Neuroscience asks you to join our newsletter. Sign up to receive our recent neuroscience headlines and summaries sent to your email once a day, totally free. We hate spam and only use your email to contact you about newsletters. You can cancel your subscription anytime. Neuroscience News posts science research news from labs, universities, hospitals, and news departments around the world. Science articles can cover neuroscience, psychology, AI, robotics, neurology, brain cancer, mental health, machine learning, autism, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, brain research, depression, and other topics related to cognitive sciences. You've been listening to Neuroscience News Reading, presented by Hakeem Alibokis Alexander, here on the Wisdom App, social audio podcasting and social podcasting app. Presented for World Reading Club, Technical News Reading in association with Uniquilibrium. This edition's reading focus comes from NeuroscienceNews.com and is titled, Why Do We Feel Bad When Our Beliefs Don't Match Our Actions? Blame Cognitive Dissonance. <laughs> 